first and foremost, Angela has been gracious enough. She's one of the lucky people that got the golden tickets to the <laughs> Michelle Obama event. And she has said graciously, Yolanda, I want to bring you with me. I'm going with her. Those start your day. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute, Zoe. Okay, wait. Zoe, Zoe's going to have to. Zoe is uh, talking about another podcast. I do. Let's see. Hey, Dryer Buzz and Angela. Okay, so. Hi, Zakia. I want to say Angela Stalker. Let me introduce Angela. Uh, Angela is everything about business. Uh, lunch. Uh, her hashtag is lunch chat. And she has been on the Atlanta scene um, helping women grow in their business, even beyond women. And I have been connecting with her. I don't even know how long. Um, she just does great things. Authentic, um, expert advice. And we will get a little bit more into her background, but she and I have been talking about doing things together for a while. And I, Angela, I guess this is it. We are becoming a podcast. <laughs> we are becoming a podcast. Uh, and I, she's been my go-to person. Anytime I need a expert, a guest, somebody to speak on this, speak on that. Uh, as analytical as I am, she's into the numbers as I am, about the facts as I am. So graciously, guys, I know this is on my timeline. She's going to also share it on hers. But we've decided to come to you, uh, she and I, on Tuesdays, uh, as life allows, okay? That means we'll let you know when we're going live. And because I have things, we, we've got so much in common. We're both at a point where we just have to go with the flow. And uh, so no promises except to on Tuesdays, we're going to come in and we're going to talk from the perspective of becoming. Is that a great intro or what? It's a great intro. All right. So I'm sure Angela has a full on agenda for us. I'm going to turn the mic over to her. All right. Well, uh, I, it's it was very nice to, to hear some great things about me. And uh, I want to say some great things about Yolanda. Um, if you're following this and you've been following her, you know that she is um, uh, basically a guru of social media, right? I would say social media queen, but really sort of the same thing she said about me is about the facts, the numbers, but also about the gut and how do you bring those two things together. And she's about doing, and I think it's interesting, we're going to be talking about becoming, right? But part of becoming is doing. And I think Yolanda is a great example. She's a case study in doing and in trying. And, you know, we, the, in the tech world, they talk about you iterate and you fail to succeed. Uh, you know, you try and you fail and you fail forward and so forth. And I think Yolanda is a great example of a person who's always iterating. She's always trying new things. And so, you know, the, the, this is it's very interesting to look at this uh, and to use this. Michelle Obama's experience is sort of a lens of becoming because becoming and doing are connected, but they're not really necessarily the same thing. Um, you become as what you are, do is how you get there, right? So um, I think it's going to be um, very interesting to be talking about this. So you're, that's so funny. I should, if, if my hair was not messed up, I'd show you my list uh, of of topics, as you said, do I have an agenda? I've got topics, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll toss out a couple of topics and then I think that we can, can use this. And, you know, for anybody who's listening to this uh, live or if you are, you know, if you end up following this on some social platform, please feel free to participate, A, in sharing how you're becoming 
And also, if you have questions, um, we'd love to hear your questions or your feedback if you've read the book. I mean, gosh, this book is so like wildfire. And uh, I, I went into somebody's house one time and it was sitting, there was no other books around. It was just the book Becoming sitting on the coffee table. And mm. I said, like people used to have the Bible. And I'm like, I can get behind that, <laughs> you know, that it, this, this kind of response to her story. So, um, so, you know, we want to hear your responses as well. But I thought, Yolanda, today, I'm going to just toss out some words and uh, some themes, and I thought we would just riff on them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think particularly I wanted to talk about striving, right? Because for Michelle, from the time she could think, she was striving, right? What is the difference between striving and becoming, right? And then change and the change back, right? Mm-hmm. So when you try to change, there's always a force that tries to change you back, right? So I think looking at that too, the striving and the change and the change back, right? So I, what, how does that resonate with you? Particularly, I, that this, does, because you know, I, when I think about becoming and I think of both of us being women of a certain age and mm-hmm. all the work that we've already done, we kind of almost want to give ourselves some pushback when we talk about becoming, but I think what you and I can both give to everybody is hindsight is you really, you never really get there. Mm-mm. You're always, you're always evolving. So like even coming into the kitchen, look, staring at all these ingredients, you know, I am becoming part of my brand is now becoming the fact that I'm learning all these different recipes and I never would like Michelle Obama. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give myself that like Michelle Obama. I have arrived at a place that I did not plan, even though I was always planning the next thing and the next thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't know, and we are always becoming. No, absolutely. And I think that's such, that's, again, this book hit home for me in so many ways, but that point particularly that you're never there. You're like, you think, God, isn't it time for me to be there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Haven't Mm -hmm. I been working on this enough? Back to that striving. If you are a person who inherently is like, gets up, you know, like say, who, take Michelle at five, when she didn't, when she didn't know how to, when, to identify or spell the, what was it, identify the color or spell the color, she was like, um, you're going to give me a do-over because I'm going to get a gold star. So at five years old, she's like, no, second is not good enough, first for me. And yes, at five years old, she's going to the teacher and going, yeah, you're going to give me that test again and I'm going to ace it. Right. And and so I think there's a lot of us, especially if you're drawn, if you're drawn to entrepreneurship, if you're drawn to if you have ambitions in career Mm -hmm. or creativity Mm -hmm. or art or anything, that's that's just part of your lifeblood. Go go back to the part. Go back to the part is that she did it. She got it wrong. She got a grade, but she didn't say that's it. Mm -hmm. She said, no, that can't be it. Let me just give me my do over the ask, you know, mm-hmm. coming, coming back to the whole ask of it and not being satisfied with the first try. Mm. Yes, that's it. I mean, again, at five, right? right. She's, she's in kindergarten. But that is and so that, too, was set. And sometimes I really do think, uh, you know, she references her love of, you know, her love of children and sort of having a child mind. Right. Beginner mind mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Eastern philosophy is to say, you know, she wasn't, she was like, no, I can do it. And I, and she wasn't, you know, she wasn't ashamed to ask for the do, for the do over. Mm, and, to, mm. and to your point, the emphasis being on the ask, 
how many times do we just not ask, right? Then we think, oh, no, nobody's going to, you know, this person's not going to listen to me. You know, who do I think I am? Um, Nobody's going to give me anything, right? Uh, Right. We we have this, this, you know, this tape that plays in our mind that we learn, right? We don't start with it. Watch Mm -hmm. a little kid. Deal with a five-year-old. They will ask you till you till you give in, right? Yeah, and that's the I time mean, when like, they're they're so totally honest. Yes, you know, and even though you're trying to influence what they should believe and bring them all, it's like they're so totally honest in their questions. No, and and in their intention, it's like I want it and I want it now. And why do you want it? Because I do, right? Because <laughs> that's going to make me happy. And I think there's a part of that that we get away from, right? Because mm-hmm. The, the other part of her striving was that she wanted people to, she wanted to be acknowledged. She wanted people to like her and to think she was smart and to know it, right? And so I think that that is significant to say, yes, we deserve to be acknowledged for our success. And there's nothing wrong with wanting that validation, right? But right. being able to function beyond that and to say, there's times when we're not going to get that, that, um, that acknowledgement. I saw somebody posted that you get some of that from your, from watching your, she said, from watching your parents. And it's absolutely true. She had people in her life who were also striving that she could model that on. Uh, although it doesn't, she, you know, she mentions her parents never pushed her to be a great student, but where did she get that from? It was osmosis, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's also significant that we model this for our, you know, for our children, for our community, for, you know, for others who watch us of, of how to, how to manage that. But yeah, the ask, she certainly was not afraid to ask and to risk failure again, because part of her thing was that she got, she had stage fright. She knew how to spell the uh, God. And then the word was white. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, you look back and you're like, are some things just destined? Because I was like, <laughs> like Zoe wow. says, uh, we got to pat our own selves on the back firstly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. First of all, that's a task, reaching around and patting yourself yeah. on the back. I have the uh, audible version here, and I was trying to go to that part about the five-year-old. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the, the table of contents doesn't lend itself very well to know just this <laughs> chapter, uh, chapter two, chapter one, chapter Let two. But uh, I was going to try to play a little bit of the audio. Let me see. Now, I think it is playing. I, I just don't I have, have the volume I have- up. I have the book right here. I can tell you it is in, I'll tell you where it is. I just okay. had it open. In my I, th- I think it's in the first here chapter. Here it is right here. Okay, here we go. ...through the Dick and Jane books, courtesy of my mom's library card, and thus was thrilled to hear can y'all that hear that? first job as kindergartners would be learning to read new sets of words by sight. We were assigned a list of colors to study, not the hues, but the words themselves. Red, blue, green, black, orange, purple, white. In class, Mrs. Burroughs quizzed us one student at a time, holding up a series of large manila cards and asking us to read whatever word was printed in black letters on the front. I watched one day as the girls and boys I was just getting to know stood up and worked through the color cards, succeeding and failing in varying degrees and were told to sit down at whatever point they got stumped. It was meant to be something of a game, I think, the way a spelling bee is a game, but you could see a subtle sorting going on and a knowing slump of humiliation in the kids who didn't make it past red. 
This, of course, was 1969 in a public school on the south side of Chicago. Nobody was talking about self-esteem or growth mindsets. If you'd had a head start at home, you were rewarded for it at school, deemed bright or gifted, which in turn only compounded your confidence. The advantages aggregated quickly. The two smartest kids in my kindergarten class were Teddy, a Korean-American boy, and Chiaka, an African-American girl, who both would remain at the top of the class for years to come. I was driven to keep up with them. When it came my turn to read the words off the teacher's manila cards, I stood up and gave it everything I had, rattling off red, green, and blue without effort. Purple took a second, though, and orange was hard. But it wasn't until the letters W-H-I-T-E came up that I froze altogether. My throat instantly dry, my mouth awkward and unable to shape the sound as my brain glitched madly, trying to dig up a color that resembled whoa. It was a straight-up choke. I felt a weird airiness in my knees, as if they might buckle. But before they did, Mrs. Burroughs instructed me to sit back down. And that's exactly when the word hit me in its full and easy perfection. White. White. The word was white. Lying in bed that night with my stuffed animals packed around my head, I thought only of white. I spelled it in my head backward and forward, chastising myself for my own stupidity. The embarrassment felt like a weight like something I'd never shake off, even though I knew my parents wouldn't care whether I'd read every card correctly. I just wanted to achieve. Or maybe I didn't want to be dismissed as incapable of achieving. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because it's going on into the chapter. But how many of us are holding on to a moment we wish we could go back to? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, and we probably have, and we talked about some this morning, um, but they probably have a litany, but to be so dissatisfied with it that you find the courage to go back and address it, go back and do it, go back and ask for it, don't accept the status quo. I mean, it could go on and on and on, you know, not speaking in a meeting or uh, not negotiating enough. I mean... We all got it. We all got it. Go ahead, Angela. No, and that was, and it's funny because that's the word, word I didn't write down that I, in my list, you know, that I wanted to, to refer to was also was shame, right? Mm. So really shame and change. These are the two things that I think when I, when I come back around to everything comes back down to shame, mm-hmm. managing shame, because we're a shame-based society, we're a shame-based mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And then how do you navigate change? Because things are going to change. It's, you know, sunny today, mm. it's going to rain tomorrow, right? It's good right now, it's going to be bad. It's bad right now, it's going to be good. We, we have to navigate change. And that, the, I say, but that little bit of the story, as soon as I, you know, that's the beginning of the book, right? That's the beginning as soon as I heard book. that, I was like, okay, there we have it. That story encapsulates so much of our experience when we're reaching for something. And like you said, she, got, she could have gotten caught in that feedback loop. She stayed up a whole night worrying about the word white. Right? At five, at five, at five, right? And but then she went and did something about it. But think about how she—that's in her. That was in her nature, right? Yeah, I do believe 
she would have learned things. But, you know, we all, some of us have that sort of anxious mind. Think about how she has had to manage that as she moved into the public eye. And, you know, you, she's never been shy about this. If you've read the book, you don't have to have read the book to know. She didn't really want to be in the public eye. I believe her when she says she will never run for nothing, right? She does, that was not what she wanted. She rose to the occasion and is brilliant at it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but that, that, that nervousness of having to wonder, did you do the right thing? She had to let that go. And that, mm-hmm. to me, is the, is the crux of what she came to, of how she was able to become and keep becoming, was she had to let that go. You know, she had to let go of controlling what people thought about her because once she reached a certain point, there was, there was nothing she could ever do. I mean, think about it. There was everything she did. Somebody had something terrible to say. You know, she, she, she uh, used the analogy of being punched in the mouth that she was like in, in, in elementary school and a little kid just walked up and punched her in the face. And <laughs> she's like, what? Right? And, but you, and, but and she, said the, she was getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. From the time they started on the campaign trail until today, she just turns around and it's like someone is doing the equivalent of punching her in the face. And yet she doesn't, she had to let go of that. Well, if I only did this, maybe it would have been better. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Go ahead, Yolanda. I was going to say, it's again, more moments. If you, if you think about all that she has said throughout the book, it got, cause I'm, I'm, Everybody who, if you didn't dissect who she was as first lady or becoming first lady or in, in the conversation she had about them making the decision to go for the run for the White House, you have to, you have to even get to this point and watch as she is going around the country in this conversation. And I'm going to read some of those comments. But when you think about how matter of fact she is, she, when she makes her statements now, and even all throughout, she's always been, this is my decision. Remember when she went in the White House and she said for the first couple of years, it's going to be about getting her children acclimated. Mm-hmm. Everything was a matter of fact. And we think about that because when you go back to that five-year-old, there are so many of us as adults are running around and we are how our lives started out. Having to, what she had to adjust to in those days is why she is the matter of fact woman she mm-hmm. is today and i think when people don't understand that that child because i kindergarten okay kindergarten is your first socialization if you didn't do anything school-wise prior to that you know because you would have been in your home or in your comfort zone but when you had to go to school that's when you realize like wait a minute and i know zakia has as a daughter at this age when you have to go to school and you realize everybody's lives a lot are like yours, but then some are not and that there are all these degrees to us. And then when you look at the fact that she is a former first lady, but we're still looking at to see, looking at her to see what she's going to become now. So that expectation mm-hmm. is always there. What next? What next? And, and you think, well, I mean, so coming out of the White House, you really end up with a really good retirement, right? Mm-hmm. You really go on to live your best life ever. And Zoe, is, uh, Zoe says, I think I'm up there too. Can't do it now. Possibilities. And guys, make sure, let me say this. If you're catching us uh, in real time as we're recording this on Periscope, and if you come in 
you have to hit the live button because when you come in, it'll start you at the beginning. So if you hit the live, you can catch up to us in real time because I think some of the comments are a little bit behind on the lag. Uh, Zoe also said, becoming Mrs. Obama, no critic to me, no critique to me. Uh, read open-mindedly, naturally. Let's see, in Wonder Medics, I'm going back through some of the some of the mm-hmm. comments here because people, we, as we respond to those, as people listen on all, all the other platforms, know that we are recording uh, it on Periscope in a live environment. So uh, anyone, if they have normal IQ, think beyond the box. That was another comment by Zoe. And then uh, I don't want to like read all the names of welcoming everybody in, but I do want to welcome you guys in there. Uh, and thanks for coming in Tuesdays. Uh, you're listening to myself at Dryer Buzz, 17 year blogger. You're listening to Angela Stalker, who is what uh, two couple of decades yeah. on helping people to <laughs> launch. Uh, and then I've given her the term of the pivot queen because Yay. as you are trying to, most of us, because we think we're supposed to do the same thing if always and forever, and we get caught up in the fact that we can't. Life won't let you. You have to evolve. You have to change. You have to try some other things. And Angela is a perfect person to advise you on making that pivot so you don't lose your mind. But we're with this particular podcast, as everybody around the country is excited about Michelle Obama, our former first lady, floated, forever floaters, coming to your area. Um, it's kind of a, 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 chat, a chat about the book. And how what she has done, kind of, how it kind of applies to us. And Angela, you said something. I'm going to go back to the fact that you said you went to a friend's house. And the book, if you didn't see anything else new or add it to um, the ritual of what we keep in our homes, you saw the Michelle Obama book. And it stood out to you. It's been a long time since we had something legitimate, uh, authentic, that we could add. Remember, every household had, what, a picture of Christ? A mm-hmm. Kennedy, Dr. King. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally convinced my mother to let us add Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then came the Obama Chef. We had the mm-hmm. Obama Chef, where we had every magazine, every uh, every trinket. We had the Obama plates, and then of course we had. I got a chance to actually cover an Obama visit. Uh, and I actually was invited to cover uh, in the Rose Garden one year. But when the White House invites you, they give you this invitation. Can you come now? Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know, if I was if I was if I was a man and I hate to genderize it, but it's like, uh, no, I'm a mom. I'm in a caregiver space. And uh, no, I can't. It's like, can you literally like be in the Rose Garden tomorrow? OK, first of all, I'm in Georgia. And yes, I could jump. I could normally, and I would have jumped on the mega bus, which gets you there the perfect time to get to the White House. Um, you have to get there like six o'clock in the morning. Um, and even though they're going to do something at one, you have to be in place. So respect the press because they've been out there all morning waiting on the president to come out. And so I had an invite to go. Once uh, I showed up to finally cover one event, they put you on a list for everything. They credential you for everything. And I remember getting the invite to cover an announcement that he was going to do in the Rose Garden. President Barack Obama, not not Trump, per se. <laughs> and uh, twice, twice I had two invites. And I, I like to say that I don't regret them now that I know what I was in the midst of. You know, but during that time when the invitation came and I had to say no, uh, that was life altering. 
But now to be able to stand here and say, I made the right decision not to go, mm-hmm. knowing that time was limited. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But it would have been, let's see, we have to supersede, I believe, uh, Zoe is giving us a comment. So, you know, go ahead, Angela, yeah, while I try and, to and open I, my soda here. Yeah, yeah, go right ahead as I'm sipping my coffee. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think I want to... I want to go on a tangent here for just a couple yes, of minutes, yes. which is about you get the invitation and you can't go because you have obligations. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is, there's a, it's, it's woven through here, but I think it's really important to talk about, which is that as women and you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I can't address the level of being a black woman, but that's in there too. There's an, there's an added level, but as women in general, we have obligations that make it hard for us to participate in these things that happen at the drop of that, right? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the big issues about conference speakers, right? If you've ever attended industry, uh, you know, conferences, and if it's anything other than about women, you will find that it's all men, right? Or there's mm-hmm. a the vast majority of programs, the people the pan- in panels and uh, the experts are men. And I went to um, a social media conference a couple of years ago and the audience, social media is female dominated, right? The audience was at least 60, maybe 70% female, diverse female, right? This is an area that's diverse in, in every way, right? Mm-hmm. Diverse female audience, all guys. And so I went up to the organizer because I was like, you know what? I'm kind of over this bullshit. Why? Look at all the women sitting out here. And he's like, well, you know, this is a multi-city conference and we need people to be able to commit to multiple cities and blah, blah, blah. and and basically that women because of our obligations caregiver obligations right mm-hmm. we can't just we can't make a six month commitment or we can't just on the drop of a hat do it and so oh. guess what that means we need to change the system right <laughs> I mean this is a, this is a system that needs to change and so I appreciate the things I appreciate when you look at Michelle Obama's story is she is not one bit ashamed of the fact that she put obligation to her family ahead of other personal desires and interests when she felt that that was important to her. And much like you said, you don't regret your decision. You missed an opportunity, that, but you don't regret it. And right? I lead up to May, right, when we we're going to see Michelle Obama, I really did want us to do a, a separate uh, episode, and I thought we would, you know, we'll discuss how we want to do it, where we talk about, I think this is very interesting to talk about issues of race and women in race Mm -hmm. through the lens of this book and through Michelle Obama's experience and to look at this and say, you know, how does this resonate with women? How does it resonate with black women? Right. Mm -hmm. How does it resonate with women of color? How does it resonate with white women? There's, I think there's something in this that is worthy of discussion and it's not about not loving everybody. It's not about not, uh, you know, it's not about saying one is better or worse or whatever. It's about acknowledging our difference. And until we acknowledge each other's experiences, we're, it's not just about the difference, it's about the sameness. You can't get to the sameness if you don't talk about the difference. And right. I think that's really significant. And I feel like, like to your point, it's, there's a good conversation to be had around that that should probably be a dedicated 30, 45 minutes. Um, but, you know, going back to just wrapping up where we were talking about striving and shame, right, mm-hmm. and, and balancing that and then the fact that becoming is, is always about change. And so I think that, you know, whatever you're doing in your life, we, we come from an entrepreneurial background, but this is about living, right? You're striving and changing. 
right? And you're dealing with where you are in your life. And so I think it'll be interesting moving forward, you know, in our future conversations to talk more too about, you know, they say the pivot. How many times did Michelle Obama pivot, right? And that we can talk about that as well. But, you know, I think for, if anybody, I'm going to give a takeaway. I want you to give a takeaway, Yolanda. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, my takeaway for today is to say, it's a really good thing to strive, right? And to have something that you want and to have ambition. But don't be afraid to do the ask, like you mentioned. And don't be afraid if you have to change. The, the changing, having to pivot, having to, you know, look at this and deal with that voice in your head that is like, oh, you know, I'm ever going to get there. That's okay. Don't let that stop you from, from reaching and sometimes you're going to all be torn down and you're going to have to start from scratch. And sometimes it's just simply going to be taking a step to the left or the right. But you got to keep moving. Don't quit moving. <laughs> and that is, you know, I think if that's what you need to hear, that's the thing I have to tell myself every day. Don't quit moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to do a takeaway. I know when you, you mentioned Shane, whenever one of the things uh, I got into blogging is I have to spend a lot of time dispelling myths and mm-hmm. culturally um there's a lot that we are shamed for and we've seen in social media things that african americans are shamed for usually will come and, and things that we shame each other for even as women things that we shame women for somebody else will come and do those very same things and it'll become the trend it'll become the best Thank thing you. ever and we do too we do too much of that um, look at how our first ladies, each of them ha- had to deal with a level of shame, whether or not they, how they wanted to be by their husband's side, if they were going to continue. I mean, Hillary to this day is shamed just for having her own mm-hmm. mind. You know, Michelle Obama is shamed for her arms, which like really <laughs> everybody's in the gym trying to get arms. But here we had a first lady. You know, it's like shame is America's way of trying to discipline. And Zoe said again about control. That's easy. Let the chips fall where they may. Uh, She says why they where they may and then stop trying to control. It's all about control. All of these striving and shame. Those are. uh Oh, let me bring her back up. Wait a minute. She dropped. I got to get Angela back on. There she goes. Okay, Angela had to come out. It, it, and we're just giving our, our takeaways to get ready to end. Uh, push the button again, Angela. I'll bring you back on to finish. But it, it has to do with that, uh, the control. That's how, how society is trying to govern based on things that we are made to feel ashamed of. And every, I mean, everything, every four, three, two, one, she's coming back in. Um, everything comes back to you should be, how many times have we said you should be ashamed? You should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at those who are, here's, here's a, here's a takeaway. When we talk about who and what's, what's considered to be thriving today, a lot of what's thriving today has to do with a lot of things that we have been shamed for in life. Mm-hmm. If you look at, if you look at what is considered to be the top, those who are seem to be doing very well, um, or doing things that many people are ashamed of. And that's a becoming for you if ever. I mean, we are we, what are we becoming? I'm going to leave on that and let Angela uh, plan our next one so we can pick up on her, on her notes. I know that she had more. It's just, you know, we got to both have a lot going on today. Yes. But we do plan to come in on Tuesday, still trying to 
hone in on the time. But thank you guys so much for listening. I see a lot of people came in and I know um, because only because we are going to use this on another platform. I didn't greet you all by name, but um, definitely. And I'll, I'll let's do a couple of them here at the end. I'm going to scroll back. Zoe, of course, uh, had a lot of comments. Uh, I, B.O. Boys, Pamela Simmons. Hey, Pamela. Uh, let's see. Zakia Ringo jumped in. Laura Womack was on the West Coast. And I'm just going to scroll back. Uh, Lola Caprice, Simi Simi came in. Vern Wright was on. Uh, Miss PMJ, Drea was on as well. Oh, Matt Maticia Borjas was on. Biggie, let's see, Biggie John, Big John. Uh, also, Shabri Swore. Okay, I'm still going. Swore and Jewel. Let's see, Jules, Miss Priscilla, Eli. Uh, RX, hello there, and still scrolling. We had a good number of people come in. Mike Papa, true women, true woman of God came on. Sammy came on, and then Glory, and scrolling back, walking by faith. Black Phoenix, okay, still mm. scrolling. Uh, Evelyn came on, and then of course Angel Sparkle. Let's see, and um, those that were at the beginning, Secret Dove. Here comes Boo. And uh, La Migra was on as well. Three new, three new messages and messages still coming. And guys, the com app lessons come on and Alexis has come on. The conversation uh, doesn't end here. You can tweet both of us. I put our Twitter names in the title. So if you even just share this broadcast, we'll get a notification. If you catch it on the replay, definitely share it and say in hashtag, hashtag replay. Also, I'm going to take part of this. Hopefully, I didn't screw it up when I took out my headset. Too bad, um, but I'm going to take part of it and we'll load it onto some of your other favorite podcast platforms. All right. And then a couple of times here and there, what time allows, uh, what life allows, Angela and I will get together and we'll do some on screen as well. Ab absolutely. Because right. we're two gorgeous women that and, should be watched. <laughs> and not only that, the culmination of this is going to be Angela and I live before we go inside yes. the State Farm Arena, is it? Yes, State Farm. State Farm Arena on what day? Oh, gosh. Isn't that terrible? I don't know. It's May, May something. May 11th, mm. I believe it is. May, yeah, 11th, like May 11th or 12th. Yep, May 11th. When Michelle, when Michelle Obama arrives in Atlanta for becoming Michelle Obama, and you guys know it's going to be an epic talk. And again, I got, can't thank Angela enough for inviting me along. She was one of those that got into the ticket sale and got the magic tickets. And so we're going to continue to talk to you guys on Tuesdays leading up to May 11th and thereafter. And hopefully our podcast goes viral enough where the first lady says, get those ladies in here. Yes. <laughs> we we would be happy to join you on stage, Miss uh, uh, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. Or, or down front or a press exactly. box, all of that. Huh? Let me see. But mainly, we want to have this conversation with you guys and with and with each other. All right, so we'll catch you guys next time. All right, Angela. Thanks, Yolanda. You're welcome. All right, guys. So I'm going to end this out. I'm going to edit out uh, the beginning. And again, we're going to, if you want to catch the replay, it'll be here as well as on other platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.